And welcome to episode 103 of Middle of the Road, the podcast. This week, we are doing a sequel to a film that we have previously discussed on this podcast. And that is It Chapter 2. This was not originally planned, but was hoped for before they released It. If you go back. It was two years ago, correct? September yeah, two years ago? Yeah, 2017, yeah. Oh, also, fun fact, both the release dates, if you add up the days, they add up to 27. Just something <laughs> cool I learned. Warner Brothers, that's who makes this movie? Yeah, Warner Brothers had... Yeah, not DC, as that trailer tried to make me believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, they didn't... Oh. Warner Brothers almost made it as two films with Kerry Fukunaga, and I believe Kerry Fukunaga still has some sort of writing or credit or ep credit on the first movie yes because they used his script for that i think they kind of started over a little bit here i mean obviously there's the original book text that they're connecting to as well but it'll be interesting for the book readers or the people that have wikipedia it to see how much of the differences there is between the two but i was the 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 person that was down on this movie the most the first one the most which i thought was solid i guess because i gave it a c plus three stars but i also don't really remember anything about that movie and i was pleasantly surprised that after the first sighting of pennywise in this movie i guess the full shot of pennywise in this movie uh where he is he he has a victim in his arms and someone is a cross the cross a river looking at him I was That's very well done. Uh yeah, I was like that was more memorable than that shot was more memorable than anything in the previous movie for me. And I really enjoyed this one. I'm a super solid B plus. I don't think it really ever there's not a, a truly great, amazing moment in this movie for me, but I was there really wasn't a down moment in it for me either. It also did not feel long to me. I was not bored at any point while watching this movie. It'll be really interesting to see how the middle of this movie plays on future viewings. Uh, the adult versions of the losers kind of split up. Never split the party. <laughs> Let's get to spoilers as soon as possible. So everybody else chime in with a quick opinion of the first film and then what they thought of this one. John. I really like the first one. I mean, you can always go back and listen to our episode on the podcast, wherever you get podcasts. Yeah, I really liked the first one because it was a great blend of horror, comedy, and coming-of-age elements. And I think I was initially coming out of that theater like maybe a little bit less invested or a little, maybe i was a little bit more down on this film compared to the prequel because i just i for a lot of the 
adult actors or not a lot of them but like some of them it didn't it just they didn't have the charm or charisma that their child counterparts did which isn't to say that the adult performances aren't great in this they are um what a well-rounded adult cast of some faces that we've seen and some that we haven't i've seen them all yeah not to brag (laughs) on the way home um i was listening to my standard trivia playlist and a song came on by the band fireworks and the song was baby you're a fire (laughs) that was not it um and the song is called the wild bunch and it's the last song off their album gospel and it goes at least now i know that what i have was built by the people i love you wish you loved anything the way i love my friends now we're moving glaciers i hope this never ends and I started crying and started texting all of my friends immediately and being like, I it's lo- about global warming. <laughs> I love you all so much. I think the, the message of this movie about memories and friendship and like remembering sort of like where you come from and not just like this nostalgic, like where you come from kind of thing, but the experiences that shaped you as a person, I think is such a powerful message and such a heartwarming message in today's climate, I guess. I've, I, and to everyone I've talked to about this movie, I've called it the feel-good movie of the year because I really think it is um, with how... <laughs> we saw different movies. Yeah, oh, sure. You haven't seen Peanut Butter Falcon. Yeah, so I think it like the message is kind of hokey, but I think the film does it a lot of justice. And so I I really enjoyed it. Um, it had me, It had parts which dragged. Um, but it had moments that I think were still pretty terrifying and still very um, exciting and fun to watch. I would describe the first movie as hokey, not this one. That's interesting. You're hokey. Um, ben or Lauren? Uh, I was just going to say, I don't, I definitely get, didn't get like a feel good feeling from this movie. <laughs> not in the sense that I wasn't calling friends afterwards, but I was still probably wheel, like reeling from watching Book Smart. That one did a number <laughs> on me. Yeah, that one is also pretty good. This movie, like, it was just, it was just a good horror film. Like, I had a lot of fun watching it. It has a ton of problems with it. Like, Mike continues <laughs> to get the shaft in every, like, in every way. Well, not every way, guys. But, um, <laughs> in character-wise, he continues to, like, kind of be a lesser character, where it's just like, and Mike was there. But, so yeah. that's problematic. And the use of Native American stuff is kind of problematic, Wait, but it's very was, Stephen sorry, King. What was the first thing you said was problematic? Um, just, just the Mike marginalization of be, the person of color. Yeah. Um, but he was the only one just, that was right about everything. Okay, well, that's not what I'm talking about at all. But I'm just talking about in every sense of the way when everyone else numerous times in the movie gets like a scene to themselves to explore something and discover stuff. He never gets those scenes. Oh, I guess so, yeah. But I feel like he was such a driving force. We can talk about this later. I'm sorry. He's only a driving force in that he brought everyone back to Derry, a.k.a. he didn't get to leave the town and become great like everyone else. But yeah, like as many problems as I have with the movie, I still just like... I still really enjoyed my time with it. And like you said, it didn't drag at all for me. It was a solid three-hour film. Almost three hours. but I didn't like it as much as the first, but I, I loved it. I think it's actually funnier than the first movie. I think this is as funny. It's as funny as it is scary. I think it has some terrific callbacks to the first one. I agree with uh, 
I think John, who said it, that the cast, the adult cast isn't as well-rounded, but I think Chastain, McAvoy, that, But that, and, Yeah, that's a hard, like... Yeah, I think Chastain, four, Chastain... They, they, they well, were well, four for six. Me, me, they were four, four and a half for six. I would even say maybe five and a half. And that's partly because one of them we never really saw. I would say that Chastain, McAvoy, and especially Hater do a lot of heavy lifting, and they keep this movie... Like you guys said, the pacing, it never feels slow. It's either fun or scary or kind of both. Um, I would throw, I just, I'd throw Ransone in there with doing a lot of heavy lifting. The guy who plays Eddie. Yeah, he's great too, for sure. But I think... He's my four. I give Mustafa a half because I think he can be good, but then he also just doesn't get a lot to do. Skarsgård is also, you know... Uh, yes. Excluded. Yeah. Why? Why didn't this movie get the white tidy whitey scene? Like so many attractive <laughs> men in this. <laughs> was there a tidy whitey scene in the first movie? Yeah, there yeah, was. Okay, the, the I thought that was a sly reference to the train scene, the, the, no, the running of the train. Okay, no, they all good. played around in that watering hole. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So everybody, we, we we all agree this is a good one. I yeah. think we're even. It sounds like everybody. Well, Lauren, were you down? Or where are you at? With are they about the same for you? I I wouldn't be surprised if a second viewing of this one drops it to like a three point five. But right now, I'm at a four out of five. Mm. And right. I feel like they're kind of same for me, equal. I guess. I I hope Machete Andy Machete gets to make the. He wants to. He wants to he wants shoot to more stuff. Some new footage. Yes, yeah. he wants to shoot more stuff and yeah, completely re-edit it. So the book is it's all in flashback correct lauren uh like they're they're parallel stories it's not half and half okay i think i don't know it's been a while (laughs) do both battles with pennywise happen concurrently in the book i don't think so okay it's a long book come on and i'm happy with forgetting a lot of it (laughs) (laughs) um so we're saying see it chapter two if you are at all a fan of the first one I think there's um, plenty to be rewarded by in this. And uh, I look forward to watching the six-hour director's re-edit cut (laughs) to give that first movie a chance again as well. But um, from here on out, spoilers for It Chapter 1 and 2. If you guys can tell me what happens in the first movie. So spoilers? Sure. Spoilers! Spoilers. 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 All the spoilers. Okay, can I just spoilers. go ahead and say, yeah. thank God there was no turtle. I was, <laughs> there was a turtle was, there was in the a classroom. Turtle. No, but there was no giant fucking space turtle, and yeah. I'm so happy. Uh, um, yeah, but then they it. also, some, apparently, they jumped on the Native, that's where Lauren was coming from, The na- like, let's have fancy Native Americans yeah. help everything. Yeah, it kind of makes a mockery the of them, kind of. <laughs> yeah, and then at the end, it's like, yeah, and they didn't even know what the fuck they were doing. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, which I was really, honestly, I was very happy that it didn't work, but at the same mm-hmm. time, it's like, ooh, that doesn't look good for a certain culture. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was talking to Zach briefly about this. My one of my biggest things was that final battle. Just it was great. I, I mean, for yeah, the most yeah, part, yeah, I really it was, enjoyed like, it. I loved like. um you know, Beverly being trapped in the soul of all the blood. That's what uh, happens when all the girls sync up at school. <laughs> the, gross. The, the, um, uh, 
the the best callback in the movie was when they open the scary door and it's the pair of legs. Because in the first movie, no, they the best callback was the dog. The dog no, was the best. The best callback <laughs> so the is the fact that Eddie legitimately married the woman who played his mom. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. the same actress, which was <laughs> yes. great. Oh, <laughs> but it's so like in in the sequence where he finds the legs, because in in the first movie he opens the door and it's the top half of the girl, not Eddie. Uh, yeah, Eddie finds her, and he screams, "Where the fuck were her legs?" So in uh, this yeah. time, it's the legs just dancing up at him. It's like, oh, you sly dog! Good job, Pennywise. That's a joke. <laughs> He's sly dog. He's a Pomeranian, guys. <laughs> the least sly of all the dogs. That door bit shouldn't have worked. Like As it was well so like did. out of yeah. the like yeah. tonally this complete change. But I thought it was handled. It was really great bad. because, like, so in the first movie, I was like, Eddie. "Don't take that door; take the bad one." But then you, they made fun of that in this one. I thought it was really <laughs> yeah. great. Um, yeah, Lauren, real quick, I was wondering if you could actually give us like a a brief summary of the differences in the adult half of the book. And... Oh, you mean that stuff that I definitely don't remember? <laughs> <laughs> like the the only things I really remember from the book is that both like Ben's wife or not Ben's wife, uh, Bill's wife. Yep. And uh, Beverly's husband come to town. I think I think uh, her husband take gets kind of taken over by Pennywise and turns even to like even more into a horrible person. And, and Bill's wife, wife like in I a think, coma, right? Yeah, B- Bill's wife like get, goes comatose, and then they have this weird like bike riding scene at the end that I think brings her out of it. It's weird. <laughs> I the just. Uh, well, I want to talk about the ending a little bit more too, but I though I was one part I was bummed about in the final battle was that they felt like they had to have Eddie spell out that moment for so like he should have just looked at the thing, then looked at the the whatever it was like the piece of fence post or whatever, and then oh, looked yeah. and looked at Pennywise, then looked back. He didn't need to spell it out for us, you know. I was just like, oh, I would, and it's a cool moment regardless. But I thought it would have been, like, an even better holy shit moment if it was just like, look, look, look. <laughs> I love that um, part. And I love Richie coming in and yelling at Pennywise and just immediately going into the deadlights. It was such a good moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. What I, Lauren, I also have a question. Was was Richie, was Richie uh, actually, like... Was his sexuality discussed and kind of like I almost think a theme so. in the Apparently book? it was not explicit in the book, but people had assumed it. I don't even think it was explicit in this movie necessarily. Like they oh, tried the to carving, act some... the carving. Oh, yeah, he carved pretty... Eddie's initial. Yeah. Yeah, but that could have been a friendship thing. Like I, I while watching the movie, I did remember having the feeling of like, hey, wait a second, is something happening here? But then I didn't. I completely forgot about it. Then I saw the article talking about it, and they tried to like claim it was this very explicit thing that's in the movie. But it's not and really. I was like, I'm, it's pretty subtext. It's in not the in the first still. one. Like that's the only thing that kind of comes out. Like is problematic. Not well. Not problematic. <laughs> well, not problematic. Like, it's just weird that it suddenly became part of this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. because like there was always this kind of sense of like Richie was maybe compensating or hiding for something, but it was. It just seemed like it came out of, like, a general sense of insecurity that, like, any maybe young kid would have. But the idea that... He thought he was being hilarious. Yeah, or maybe that. But, like, the fact that it was actually, like, maybe potentially related to, like, these feelings that he didn't know how to process and that kind of thing, especially for, like, one of his, like, best friends, seemed... 
I don't know. Yeah, it did. It did seem sudden. But here's what I will say. I think Bill Hader actually played it very well. Like, I don't know. It's it's tough because I don't think Bill Hader did anything like different than what he would normally do. Like, I think he just he seemed a lot like Bill Hader. And it was hard for me to like kind of think of him as like more than Richie, I guess, or even just like an extension of Finn Wolfhard. But it was it, it, Bill Murray has been Bill Murray for fifty years, and there's <laughs> there's something where you can be yourself, but bring. I think he has that thing, like he's just effortlessly funny, and he has that yeah, vibe I mean, to like, him. But you can buy; he doesn't have to have the over the top moment to sell that this is there's something undercurrent, even if he's keeping the, like the cool calm on top of all of it i don't I w- know i would say like he his performance is one of my favorites of the year like i just i love go ahead John. well it, it definitely is enjoyable and don't get me wrong like i love bill Hader. watch barry if you haven't seen barry but like i just all the acclaim outside of him being like another like representation of um queer individuals on like in mainstream culture like it aside from the importance of that and the like the typical enjoyment of watching bill Hader, like I didn't find his performance like revolutionary. It just it seems like there's a lot of hype around. I mean, his no one's performance was revolutionary. Yeah, it's not. It's yeah. not revolutionary, but it's great. The most of the praise coming at Bill Hader's direction is people found him the most entertaining aspect of a movie that it yeah. seems the broad consensus is was too long and a little boring. But not here on our podcast. Mm-mm. What was your favorite Pennywise sequence? Because I think it was a lot more memorable this time around versus. Like I said, I don't. I can't even recall outside the opening scene um, anything that happened I mean, with that. The, kit, with the them, first really. movie has like the opening, the projector sequence. I mean, it's got some. The projector was stuff. okay. There's way more Pennywise yeah. in this one, though. This is true. I I found real quick. Well, first of all, I think the I think the girl underneath the bleachers was terrifying. Oh, that because yeah, it was. I want to say I feel so bad because I didn't realize it was a birthmark in the first scene with her. I thought it was mm-hmm. just a poorly painted Superman logo. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was something like from a fair or something like that. I yeah, don't know. exactly. So it was like, oh, I no, thought, never mind. Yeah, I thought the, see, the, the bit with her or the bit with the other kid in the funhouse. I think that was possibly the best sequence of the movie. He's just smashing his head against the glass. He's, he's like... When they turn around, he's just got his tongue pressed up against. Oh, do we okay? What do we? Great. What do we think about the uh, the conspiracy that that kid isn't even real, but is simply just Pennywise kind of manifesting and trying to, to demoralize uh, Mike? Yeah, or not I mean, Mike? That would make me. Bill. Oh, Bill. That, Sorry. Yeah. That would make me feel better than that kid getting murdered, but I think that makes it less. <laughs> of, I, I think it makes it, it less story effective about kids if he getting murdered. isn't actually a kid getting murdered apparently that scene was and i not necessarily the the staging and set piece nature of it but apparently uh james mcavoy was like mcavoy was like i need another scene in this movie apparently that was he asked for another scene where he can kind of deal with his shit a little bit more and i thought they did it's interesting that that apparently did not come out of the book it was kind of a whole cloth invention by uh, Seriously, unless you're Danny and Sandy, like just don't go into fun houses. <laughs> Nothing good happens year in for there. The fun house business and this year and the year of movies. Um, also, real quick, mm-hmm. 
in terms of some of the Pennywise sequences, I was kind of confused where the times when they were going on their special quests to get their like their Totems. totem for the for the sacrifice were those actual flashbacks to like that was I think it was supposed to be summer. things that happened that summer yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Like memories so yeah. it was it was I guess it was kind of weird because then it wasn't it wasn't clear to me whether or not they said like other stuff happened that summer after they killed Pennywise or like before no, it was, there was a gap between where they had that huge fight and then when they came back together to yeah fight Pennywise there was some uh, time missing that we didn't see in the first movie and so and yeah and so it was it kind of that just kind of like threw me off because I didn't know whether or not this was just Pennywise just kind of trying to like re re re-embrace like the fear or re-trigger the fears of the losers um and it kind of had this 13 reasons why second season, like, oh, you th- you thought we told you the whole story? Well, think again. And I was just like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. But I will say... I don't know how I feel about comparing anything to 13 reasons why. No, fair but enough. we could talk about the suicide in this one, too. No, I guess that's true. It gave us... Um, uh, it did the them recovering their tokens. I thought it was tokens. Did they actually say tokens? Maybe, they, maybe it was tokens. I think it might have been tokens. Okay. I think... But led to one of my favorite scenes in the movie, which is Eddie fighting the... Uh, the leper and then the uh so gross but so funny. and then the that music oh, cue? the sound yeah, yeah. I was, I, and then he's just like walking up the stairs when he gets back <laughs> and then you just get it's like you can't catch a break man i was yeah. like, i'm still gets, trying to like, think of what my favorite pennywise stuff is i like the stuff with him in like the lumberjack statue just the whole scene yes. with Richie there as well. Oh, when he jumps, when he jumps out, and he's got all the balloons. Oh, yeah, that's so good. That was great. I love like just the whole final fight. Oh my god! Like sad smoosh face Pennywise. He was adorable. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I I loved just kind of the intensity of it and the epicness. Like he kept trying to claim like I am the eater of worlds, and it was just like yeah, yeah. I don't know. I wish they had kind of like been attacking him at that time. Like if he had like swung at them, they'd hit him back or something. It just it felt. I mean, I get I get the whole. Point. It was it was weird, but like I don't know what else they could have done with it necessarily. I just I would have loved like Pennywise trying to swing at them, and then they just like hit him back harder. You know, Why was positivity like not the way to defeat him? Um, like saying nice things about him? No, no, like <laughs> them, like them affirming that they're not afraid. Like everybody comes, become gets over their fears in the little sequences. Yeah, they should have gone full Home Alone with it. I'm not afraid anymore. <laughs> well, I think the thing is, them saying they're not afraid. It's like, oh, okay. Well, I'll just go eat children who are afraid. And there's a big difference between saying you're not afraid and Pennywise being able to smell your fear that's clearly there. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but wasn't the whole point of the movie is that they had all gotten over their fears at this point? Like, they could be, they could have honestly been saying it. It's a movie. They could have gotten away with it. Oh, also, the the Jade Orient was at the restaurant. That was, that sequence with the, with the fortune cookies was so, I I just wanted some shots of people, like, elsewhere in the restaurant reacting <laughs> yeah. to the noises coming from that room <laughs> yeah it completely did not make any sense they for did. them to be like the waitress walked in and they were going crazy and like literally mike was like destroying the table chair and she just walked out <laughs> like i don't know i mean i know they had a lot to drink but still I also real when we talked when Ben you talked about the leper scene with Eddie that it reminded me that there were just several times in when we talk about the humor that I just let out like a singular like 
super genuine and all of a sudden like ha and like one of them was another time during it was when uh richie was trying to like talk up eddie to be like you're a badass you can do it you shouldn't be afraid and like the 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 romance behind that now is also like an interesting subtext or um like level but he's just like who who beat like a demonic clown when they were like t- like 13 he's like i did and then he said something else like encouraging and he was like i did he's like who had the courage to marry a woman 10 times their size or 10 times their body mass <laughs> and like i was the only one who started laughing out of that like i felt th- like, i don't know it was his, so good his lines yeah his lines in this movie are fantastic like the they're like, there's no way you got married. Oh, you, you didn't hear it? your mom and I. It's actually, it was real. It was a real sweet ceremony or something like that. Just <laughs> so bad. I think uh, James Ransom's reaction after he gets stabbed in the face and that whole sequence was yeah, that whole sequence. probably the funniest <laughs> bit of the movie, I think. He just closes the curtain in the shower and then stabs um, the dude through it. That was great. That and the, uh, oh, come on, when the... Uh, the spider head just starts crawling around like <laughs> oh oh it's it's the exact line they used in it i think it was like you gotta be fucking kidding me or something like that it's the exact because i remember being like it called they want john copperton called he wants a spider head back and then i feel just, like, like in the book it. the head of stanley was actually the way they found out that he was dead because mm. i think it was an adult head and not the child's head but I could be misremembering. In the nineteen ninety six shit, I don't even remember. But the the Tim Curry one, it's his head in a refrigerator. Just so we don't forget it. The speaking to the ending, I thought the CG effects work was like spectacular in that final sequence. Like I did not doubt the crab giant crab Pennywise, like being not being something that was really in that space the entire time. And, I think yeah, it looked I, pretty good there, but there were some other bits where I was not like not very impressed. I don't think mm. I ever noticed anything bad. The only thing that stuck out to me was the the Chinese dinner things looked a little wonky. Oh, yeah. But yeah. but the imagery was really creative and fucked up and weird. I would say my I was never scared watching this movie, but no. I was I was definitely like there was definitely some like unsettling disturbing shit in it though yeah the the dread factor and especially the times when they well see that's how i rank dread like if i don't feel dread i i I wouldn't call it scared i was never dreading anything but i was just like i could tell i had like this disgusted look on my face while watching a lot of the movie the sequence with the little girl was terrifying and the opening was also (laughs) i mean you knew it was going to happen immediately Mm -hmm. i thought she was going to get out of there yeah i did not think i mean it's like they won't kill a second child like oh shit yep they will it's a movie about killing children (laughs) the idea too that like penny like this girl was not like not having it at all no pun intended um in terms of like trying to be like she says like very determinedly like you're not you're not friendly or you're not like a good clown you're yeah they got my clown. hopes up and then she walked away and then pennywise started to use like sympathy and fake cry i'm just like oh no don't give him like that added layer where he can like he can convince a kid to like I use the same strategy on my preschoolers to get their sympathy. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, if only that worked for adolescents. Um, but uh, but yeah. So like, 
in that moment especially and it happened with the scene in the house which i think also would have been terrifying if it wasn't like a trailer but where it in its various forms is given like a, a stare that lasts just like a beat too long and it just it puts you off your your toes and I don't know. Like that scene was still pretty scary. The one in the house with the with the old woman, um, even though the apartment we'd seen it before. Mean? Yeah, I gotta admit, some of that I found just like really funny. Like when she's like dancing in the background naked. Like, <laughs> yeah, the everyone laughs. Like, yeah, that was not scary. That was silly. But it, but some it, of it was but it was also unsettling. Like, yeah, no, I agree. It was unsettling. Like the movie was great at being unsettling. Oh, and when she came out, that was terrifying. Yeah. To me, at least. I was laughing at them boobies. I think the best... <laughs> I think the best sequence, like we said, I, for me, was the the mirror, House of Mirrors scene. But I think the best shot of the movie was it staring down the boyfriend, holding the other one right before he ate. Like, that shot, just the lighting. Like, that. that's where I was like, oh, I, like, perked up. I was like, this guy isn't... Uh, Andy Machete... It, it it immediately felt different than the first movie. Like there was like a lot more weight to it. I don't know what it was. Like I could tell it felt more confident. It felt like he had he could do whatever he wanted. Like I it was I don't know what it was. Yeah, I, it, I, it, well, those meddling felt, kids weren't in town. Yeah. Well, what I didn't enjoy the kid was, aspect like, of it. His first last victim time. was a grown man. It was like holy yeah. shit! I did not mm-hmm. expect that. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could take out anyone. So many adults are scared of clowns. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> He was also, like, near death. <laughs> yeah, but he, I mean, it was just like, I figured it would be, like, a kid again, you know? It's just like, he's desperate, you know? Just... That one, it's one that's true to the book. Oh, it is? Yeah. Well, I just want to say, I think g- Googling it gay river scene in my Google image search is going <laughs> to... Goodness. Let me add murder to that. You could probably do... <laughs> you could probably... Just it opening scene. It too opening scene. It too opening murder. I'm also, I'd like to point out that I actually cried when Bill Hader broke down, when Richie broke down in the quarry. I, I cried a little bit. That was, that was hard to watch. Felt so bad. I didn't because of the whole, like, Ben and Bev stuff. Like, you don't need to force relationships, guys. And I swear, if I never hear that poem again, I will be the happiest person in the world. That what again? Oh, the poem. That poem. I hate it. <laughs> My favorite scene in either of the movies is, Zach, you need to go back and watch the movie just to get it, but it's, or to see it again. It's when they all go into Ben's room, Beverly mm-hmm. closes the door, and there's a poster of New Kids on the Block, mm-hmm. and he's just like, silently like, oh God, please don't let them see it. And then she smiles and opens it back up. It's it's great. I do remember that, and it was being funny, but that's about it. We haven't really talked about the. We talked a little bit about Hater and um, uh, James Ransom, but the rest of the cast, I felt like like Chastain and um, the guy from Split. Uh, <laughs> James McAvoy. James McAvoy. The guy yeah, from I, I just, Split. I'm just not saying internationally Mac- renowned actor. That no, I know who he is. I just say his name wrong every time. McAvee? I'm not sure. <laughs> they, but those two, I wish they both 
had a little bit more to do or a little bit bigger scene. Uh, um, what's his name? McAvoy? McAvoy? James McAvoy. <laughs> McAvoy? <laughs> he, he definitely has, I mean, he got the most, he got more to do than Chastain did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. I, I felt a little underwhelmed that they didn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you with that. Like, again, the only people who I, like, remember having great performances were Bill Hader, mm-hmm. James Ransone, and the dude who plays Henry Bowers. <laughs> it's like, he was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was fantastic. Teach Grant is his name. I thought I thought Jessica, that Jessica Chastain had some great stuff. Who Who's the guy who plays Ben? What was his name? He was... Um, Jay Ryan. I also thought he was really good. Uh... I mean, I mean, the top his, three his voice weird. bothered me because like so many of the people looked so similar to their kids. Like the Stanleys, the two Stanleys looked really alike yeah. to me. And then you know Richie and Bill Hader, or Bill Hader and Ben Wolfhard, I think are pretty similar. But like there was something about his voice where in the casting I was just like, mm, that's not Ben. <laughs> James Ransom looked like Christian Bale in American Psycho. A lot in this movie. Every oh, time he so opened his true, mouth, yeah. <laughs> I kept it kept distracting. There were times time with Eddie actually as a child, where mm-hmm. I know they said that they did like um, some editing to Finn Wolfhard to make mm-hmm. him look younger again. And there were moments with um, uh, Eddie's. What is his name as a child? There's too many names in this IMDb page. Jack Dylan <laughs> Grazer. There were times where his face looked weird to me, and I couldn't tell if they had to do something to him or not. And then his his voice also sounded different than what mm. I remembered. I'm looking at his picture right now. It looks like they probably did. He looks he looks pretty different. That, that, yeah. If anything, that was the yeah, one the thing that one. stood out a little bit in terms of like visuals was just Finn Wolfhard's bottle glass <laughs> or bottle Coke bottle glasses. Like his eyes, I swear, were bigger in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, makes sense. Cover more of his face with the eyes. How did we don't feel to... about the use of the flashback? Like, I, I, I think I enjoyed it. The, it didn't feel bad by any means. I mean, it makes sense for the concept of the movie. Like, because mm-hmm. they're legitimately remembering their childhood yeah. as they come back here. But, I mean, so I, I appreciate it that way. But there were scenes like Ben in the school or something where it was just like, hey, remember back when? Like John was talking about earlier, where it's just suddenly we have these scenes to... Mm-hmm add to the original story yeah the bill stuff was the only thing that seemed to like work in the context of the movies and that like the character's overall arc you know like is he the scene in the basement with the flooding yeah Which, that, that's a scene in the move first movie right isn't it um the, it was very similar to one yeah okay i don't know if it was done like to be identical but they're definitely similar mm-hmm. scenes i i did enjoy like a couple of the transitions they got by having the kids on set and then the, the the camera would pan and then we were with the grown-up version like mm-hmm. i thought that was fun but yeah I, th- I i guess it was used about just the right amount there was stuff with beverly actually with her flashbacks that kind of made her even more tragic like the part where she tucked her dad in on the couch mm-hmm. it's like ah oh, your life sucks so much <laughs> i mean just even i mean the, i was like thoroughly creeped out when he oh yeah he got somehow perfume, even more like, pedal oh. like he was worse like somehow oh. this time like, yeah ugh. talk about unsettling <laughs> yeah I remember being creeped out by the pharmacist in the first movie and this time the first time you see him he's oh, just he's like so in much the worse like yeah, why is that guy he's so got gross. like leprosy what, or something yeah, what himself the, what the like his skin was messed guy? up 
in addition to the here's Johnny thing that threw me out, it's like, why does he have to be masturbating in the corner? Because <laughs> it's fucking gross and creepy. Yeah, but like he's gross. He's gross enough just calling her Lois Lane when she called him Clark Kent. It's like, oh, don't God, think of a little yes. kid that way. <laughs> like, like, ugh. That was just another thing where it's like, okay, maybe take a step back. Did the movie do a good enough job at explaining the, like, the, the memory? I don't know. I felt like I was always like, oh, that's what's happening? Uh, like, the the memory thing. Like, I don't even think I realized that they didn't... It was weird that they didn't mention that nobody remembered anything until that they were acknowledging that they were remember. I don't know. There was just, like, some bits like that where I was... I, I felt... It was just awkward. I, it yeah. wasn't... But... I, again, I think it might have been the limitations of turning this into a standalone story and not them flashing yeah, back. Yeah, like I feel like coming into it, having read the book, I, it mm-hmm. kind of felt like they did beat it a little too hard for me just because mm-hmm. I already knew that was a detail. So when yeah. they were explaining, they couldn't explain anything. It's like, we get it. But like, I could definitely see coming in from a different perspective. It's like, what are they talking about? What now? Mm-hmm. Why was everybody so successful? That, that was also weird. Was that like... Everyone... But Mike. Yeah, but what is the like? What's the commentary? I don't. I, it seemed weird, well, like that they I mean, were all super yeah, I don't, successful. I don't know people. exactly. Bill, Bill wasn't successful at writing endings. Yes, that was a which I'm assuming was a jab at Stephen King, which I love. Yeah, and the fact that he <laughs> made he the jab the himself later was yeah. I really appreciated that. Yeah, God, seriously, his endings, guys. <laughs> there's some. There's some doozies. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Speaking of it, did we mention the Stephen King uh, cameo as well? I mean, we did just mention it. <laughs> like, like, did we mention it? Like, never mind. Okay, fine. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, Ben just said <laughs> he was actually in the movie. <laughs> it's, I mean, I... He was fine. So he was funny. It felt a little, it felt a little bit nudge, nudge, wink, winky. But oh, for sure. Fun. But, yeah. like, I'm just happy that he actually appreciate or likes this movie. It mm-hmm. makes me feel better about it. <laughs> I, I was reading something where he said, like, anything I cameo in is usually terrible. Do you want me to do this? And <laughs> he's like, sure, yeah. But I also, I love it when somebody can come out and, like, make fun of themselves like that. It's such a cool thing, because it's like, nobody's perfect, and if you're willing to make Po-buddy's fun of yourself, nerfic. that's so much... It's Po-Buddy's Nerfect, but... Um... Yeah, that's what I said, you jackass. <laughs> no, you didn't. I think you <laughs> fucked it up. I was gonna say you definitely said two different things, you guys. Because po- 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 and I perfect. have no idea what this reference is. Anyway, it's it's such a good. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just, I don't know what's going on. Um, but I, I, I love it when like, and that's one of the things I remember when Justin Timberlake started doing like stuff with Andy Samberg and like making fun of himself. I love that stuff. So I really appreciate. Stephen King just coming out and taking a jab at himself. It's great. I mean, the first step to really good self-deprecating humor is you cut a hole in a box. And then step two. (laughs) (laughs) If ever there was a horror film where you would find that in a box, it would be this movie. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. (laughs) Anybody got anything else on it? Chapter two. Just that um, I'm not a fan of Richie wanting to kill dogs. The end. When did he want to kill a dog? He oh, said, like, dog. when they were going to make him small, it's like, turn him into a dog or something. It's like, don't oh. kill dogs. <laughs> it's like, that would be harder to kill. For a brief second, Lauren was siding with the antagonist. It's true. 
not even a oh, brief no. second, when he was little smoosh face Pennywise, like, he was just so precious. <laughs> I wouldn't say siding with the antagonist. She was more just siding against the protagonist because clearly they I was were in the siding role. against one of the protagonists. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think the I think the other only complaint I had is just at the end when they tried to make Stanley's suicide heroic. It's like that was really it came, that was kind of came job. out of nowhere. Yeah. I was like, the movie's over. Like, why are yeah. we still talking? <laughs> and it's like, why does he get the ending? Like, if anyone should have gotten that ending monologue, that should have been Mike. Again, it's like that's something they could have given him, and it would have been. I great. feel so bad for that actor, though. But they, but they, they give Mike a good. Monologue, no, but Mike's though, a villain, too, guys. He tried to kill all his friends. I mean, he yeah. thought they would get it right. He thought. I mean, he. <laughs> He didn't think it would matter if they got it right. It was the power of their belief that would do it. Yeah, I don't know. That whole thing. I was like, just poor, poor Isaiah Mustafa and Mike. It's like, you deserve better. That's going to do it for It Chapter 2. Next week, we are flashing back to 2009 to review Neil Blomkamp's Oscar-nominated District Nine, a movie I haven't seen in a while. A movie I, I don't loved think I've seen I, it since it was first released. I've I have not seen it. I don't know if I've seen it since he's released one god awful movie, and then one movie that I enjoyed a lot. No, Chappie is not the god awful entry. I enjoyed Chappie. The god-awful entry? Uh, Elysium is that the name? You the Matt Damon one. Ooh, that, yeah, that, bag. that one's not great. <laughs> This is there was so much potential with this movie, and I think there still is for him. But yes, District Nine, I remember being quite fantastic, and we'll see if it holds up ten years later. It's still kind of insane that movie got nominated for Best Picture. Wait, District Nine did? Yeah, it was Holy the first. Shit. It was the first year they did ten, but mm. still, like, um, still, I, I've a, I have a hard time imagining that getting released today. It was that's just goes to show. How mind blowing that movie was for a lot of a lot of people. Uh, go watch District Nine, and until then, I'm Zach Oldenburg. You can find me wherever you can find at Zach Oldenburg, and you can find us at MiddleRow.com. Rate and review the podcast wherever your ears get it. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can find me on Letterboxd and Twitter at the Grigsby Bear, and you can follow all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Row. I'm Jonathan Rahul. You can follow me on Twitter at another Rahul J, and you can also follow us on Twitter at Middle of Row. Hashtag Nova. And I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter at Beware of Trees, and you can find us on Tumblr at middleofrow.tumblr.com. Thanks for listening. Go watch District 9. And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the row. Mm-hmm.